Hey, everybody. Yes, I did. I, I played around with our intro and happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. This is the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And welcome into our few viewers that are here with us. And uh, welcome to everybody who listens on your own time. Um, and uh, Ben just sent me a message that said I did not tweet the link. Uh, I could have swore I did, but uh, weird, weird. Welcome in Ian as well. He is jumping on. Gentlemen. Uh, yeah, we, we're literally just getting started. You missed our new Christmas opening, Ian. Oh, I'm no. Sorry. Yeah, I'll have to uh, watch it on YouTube. There you go. Watch it on the tube uh, for sure. But uh, anyway, good to see you guys. And uh, again, good to have everybody in. And, um, you know, uh, Joe's in. Hello to Joe. And Steelers coming off a 24-17 win uh, over the Indianapolis Colts in Indy. In the Annapolis, can't talk for a minute there. Um, yeah, Aaron, thank you. Aaron said I saw it tweeted. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate. By who? By by SCB or by the podcast? By the podcast. No, I'm looking at it. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I yeah, I Ben has a lot of background. He's got L. Michaels on there. I don't uh, see the link, my friend. I well, I see the uh, fact that there's going to be a podcast tonight. I did not see the link. I'm gonna swear I saw it in your replies, on. maybe. Anyway, we're going to do the show. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Steelers win 24-17. First quarter, good. Second quarter, good. Third quarter, shit. Fourth quarter, okay. Uh, and it was enough to get the win. Um, uh, Ian, give me one thing about Kenny Pickett's performance that just immediately you were like, he did this better than I've seen him all year. Ooh. Um, I know. Uh, he... Through with timing and anticipation, especially Bingo. on some out routes, uh, a lot better. So, you know, he still missed some throws, but I, I think we've seen improvement, uh, you know, over what he started doing earlier in the season. So, yeah, I, there's been some there's been some consistent improvement here. And, you know, the trajectory is going in the right direction. You just have to keep it going that way. Nice. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think uh, uh, anybody that wants to see it like this, this, this skyrocket type thing, that's it's just not going to happen. It's going to be more of a gradual thing, um, especially considering the O line, the, the the running game, everything else, and young young receivers. Yeah. I have to so. mention also, since I brought it up on last week's show, right. that the Steelers had been three and one in games where they attempted thirty or fewer passes. Pickett had twenty eight pass attempts in this game. So it's we, a great we number. We're now great four number. and one in games yep. where we attempt 30 or fewer passes. Yeah. It's a great number to keep, uh, to keep an eye on. There's no doubt. Uh, ben, uh, something that, that you thought Kenny did a little bit better maybe than we've seen in recent games. A, the only thing he did better was he threw the ball with anticipation. Um, he did a little bit better job with stepping up into the pocket. He still isn't moving in protection very well. Um, Dan Moore played better. Than I thought he did watching the game. I, I, I mean, basically he gave up two sacks early, and I was like, "Fucking Dan Moore, God damn it!" And right. I, at that right. point, I was just like, "You know, I'm gonna ignore that guy. He sucks. It is what it is." But actually, after he did that, he played much better. Um, yeah, I, you know, I don't think that. I think he was more in tune with his wide receivers this week than he has been in a while. Mm-hmm. He. On a couple of occasions, he threw the ball before the receiver went into his break. 
I was like, thank God. This is the only way that he is going to overcome his arm strength challenge is by throwing the ball with anticipation. Okay. Joe Burrow, not a guy with a strong arm. Troy Aikman, not a guy with a strong arm. Okay. Smart quarterbacks, though, who threw the ball before the receiver got into their break. So the DB didn't have a chance to get a break on it. Yeah. If you if you wait until that, that DB's gotten into his break and he's getting to be open, it's too fucking late. Unless you've got a cannon for an arm, you can't do that. Ben yeah, Roethlisberger can get, can get away with that shit. Josh Allen can get away with that shit. Right. Can he pick it? Can't. He's going to have to play smarter. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I thought his ability to get get the ball in front of guys was huge. Um, and, and the throws that he didn't throw well were, were the classic at the guy or in a couple of cases in the ground. Um, but no, I, I, I thought there was a nice step up by him. Um, and I think I talked yeah. a lot about this last week that his mental processing was lagging and, and not lagging in a sense of behind where his development should be, but lagging in a sense of behind where a veteran NFL quarterback is that, you know, mm-hmm. veteran guys the speed of the game doesn't overwhelm them. I thought the game was still too fast for him. But did you hear his interview after the game where he talked about the pass to Pickens on the two-point conversion? And like he was like, yeah, I rolled out. I saw the DB had his back to me. I knew if I threw it low in a way that the DB wouldn't have a play on it and that, that George could go get the ball down there. And mm-hmm. like if you saw when he threw the ball, the defensive back was yeah. standing literally yeah. in front of Pickens. So he yep. threw the ball and trusted his receiver. And that's part of that's the timing and anticipation thing, but also some of that's the game starting to slow down for him and him trusting what he sees and just reacting to it and making a play and not trying to, you know, process and analyze everything all at once. Yeah, no, I, I, in some ways you could argue it was his best throw of the night because it did incorporate all of the things we were talking about in terms of trust, anticipation. No, I'm not saying it was the best, but it was up there because the out route to Fryermuth was up there too. Yeah. Great, great throw to him. He had a, he had the, the, the other great throw to Pickens on the sideline. Um, I, I nice some, you know, it was actually another fucking comeback. Yeah. To yeah. Uh, DJ. <laughs> the one that and, DJ ran backwards on. Well, oh, no, it was, it was, it was to the sideline. It wasn't that one. Um, that was kind of the middle of the field. Um, yeah, that was, that was not good. Anyway, getting back to this sideline throw. Yeah. Pearl stop. Boom, balls there. Yeah. Before DJ even went into his break, he had already tossed the ball. It was already in the air. And that's the way it's got to be. You know, if mm-hmm. you're if you're a guy who doesn't have a cannon for an arm, and he doesn't, right? It's his a, body know, will yeah. change. He will get stronger. He, he will grow. He's also going to grow mentally. I'm not saying the guy sucks. What I'm mm-hmm. saying is these are the things he's got to do. Yeah. No, I, I, you you're right. When you have those limitations, you have to be successful in other areas. And the, to me, Monday night was a big step in that direction. You know, um, Ian, is is it possible to give Matt Canada any sort of praise whatsoever? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's possible. You know, it's like. It's, it's like if you ask an architect if it's feasible to build a building, he'll tell you, yeah, if you're willing to spend enough money, you can build anything you want to, you know? Um, so, yeah, it's possible. Is it logical and sensible? Not really, but it's possible. Um, you know, I, I think the, the one thing I will say is I feel like the play calling 
and Pickett's ability to execute are starting to grow closer together. That earlier when Pickett started, there was a pretty big divide, and you know we all talked about it on the show between what Canada was calling and what Pickett was capable of running, what the receivers right. and offensive line were capable of doing, what the team trusted to do, like from a blocking standpoint. Um, but I, I think those two that were pretty divergent earlier have started to come back together closer. You're starting to see the line block in unison together. You know, how mm-hmm. much of that is Canada versus how much of that's the offensive line coach, you know, starting to get his fingers into the mix a little bit more. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, I know it's another first year line coach, but, yeah. um, you know, I, I think we've definitely seen progress from the offensive line. They're not a great line by any means, but they've made progress. Um, so there has been progress on the offensive side of the ball, but it's still it's still a high school offense that, you know, basically runs the same six plays um, and the same runs the same plays in the same situations. Uh, some they're just starting to work now, which is hilarious to me because apparently wow. the Colts defenders were yelling out what the plays were going to be, but they just couldn't stop them. Well, you know, it, it does. It's funny you said high school offense because that's that's the traditional old high school coach saying, "I don't care if they know what we're doing; they got to stop us." You know, and it, it is embarrassing, quite frankly, when you hear the other team saying that. Um, and, and, you know, I think he finally did call a second down run that actually picked up eight or nine yards. Um, but other than that, his second down runs are still just ridiculously predictable, uh, especially in those second nine, second ten situations. Um, but, you know, I, yeah, it is what it is. Ben, uh, uh, can, can you give praise to Canada? Did he do anything decent <clears throat> on Monday night? No. The line played better. The running backs played better. Uh, Canada still sucks. Sorry. Does Does Pat Meyer? Do you think Ben? Does he have any uh, input on the running game uh, calls? And I say that because he's got a history of being the run game coordinator where he's been. I just wonder if he's got any, you know, say in that. I don't know, man. I I hope so, but I really have no idea. Yeah. Um. It's just that. I really no, don't know. No, I, yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, as far as running backs, um, Najee goes down with the uh, abdominal thing. I, I actually, I thought he had more yards rushing when he went out, but he actually, what was he was about ten for thirty six, I think, when he left. Uh, he did have the one touchdown run and, and a couple of catches, I believe. Uh, and then you know, Benny Snell came in and, and did Benny Snell things. He seems to be able to uh, perform well. Benny Snell is a guy who needs to touch the ball. He can't be a guy who comes in and gets two to four touches per game. Absolutely. He He, got 10. He needs to 62 yards. Yeah. He needs to touch the ball. Uh, I thought, I thought McFarland played really nicely too, but again, I thought the line played much better this week. Now, granted, not a great defense. Okay. Good linebackers, but Mm -hmm. that's it. That's all. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not willing to give Matt Canada any fucking credit. Yes, the run game was working, so he stuck with it. Great, mm-hmm. good job, Matt. Yeah, do the obvious thing. I'll give you props. You should definitely be an NFL coordinator. Yeah, so any kid who plays fucking Madden would have done that. 
Are you saying that the kid wouldn't just throw the bomb to Pickens every play? I, I, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, some of the dumbasses that are on Twitter, yeah, they would. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll yeah. say this for Benny Snell too. Like, I think some of it's mental that, like, it seems like when he knows he's the guy and is gonna get more carries he's more willing to kind of take what's there, take those four yard gains, take those six yard gains and just wear a team down. It seems like when he's the backup that comes in and they're like, Oh, you're going to get four carries this game. Like he's, he's almost trying to hit the big play every time. Cause he knows he has limited opportunities. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, rather than just getting the couple yards that are there, but it's like when he knows, okay, Najee's hurt. I'm the feature guy now. Cause Warren's also hurt. It's, it's like, he's willing to take that more slow and steady approach, which was kind of what they drafted him for anyways, to be that slow and steady guy. So, right. no, you know, I think, I think there's a mental aspect to it too. He, he, but strikes he did play me. good. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say he, he, over his career, he's been a guy that did exactly what he did Monday. He, when he has to come in for someone, he seems to play well, he gets a start and it kind of goes well. And then it just gradually gets worse and worse and worse. Um, Whereas, as was pointed out, I, I thought McFarland had some really nice runs. He, he had a couple of stinkers too, but he, he had a couple of nice runs. Uh, well, some of and, that's and, on Canada for calling a third and one run with McFarland up the oh, middle. For like, God's sakes, yeah. that's that's that gets back to not aligning your plays with your personnel. Like you got to yeah. figure out the plays that work with the personnel. And McFarland did yeah. have one carry where I thought he he muscled the ball pretty well and and he got a first down no he did wasn't a great carry but i i I think the play ian i think you're talking about they they got a nice play it was third and one and they went kind of quick and it it just was it it was a mess Mm -hmm. it was a a, just just an absolute mess and resulted in and going to fourth down but um you know warren claims he's gonna play He, he was limited uh yesterday and then i didn't what was the report today did he full participant or is he limited today it was full he was full so i think he'll play um, so I... which is good which is good I, I i think we all have much more faith in that young man as a blitz pickup guy than we do benny um so well, I, I i mean you know, he's pretty I, damn impressive yeah honestly. very much so yeah very much so um ian you are mike tomlin Oh, boy. And uh, you you see Deontay Johnson, and you say, Deontay, we need to have a chat. Quit running fucking backwards. Yeah, how do you? How do you? Is it that simple, Deontay? Go up the go up field, man. Just go up field, because it's not like he's doing it on prayer. He's trying to make plays, and and I get it. But but how do you have that conversation with this guy? You tell him first off, two hands on the ball. And just put your head down and go as far as you can upfield until they tackle you. Don't don't try and run out of bounds, which was what he was doing last year. It was like it, it was like if you took an SAT test back in the day and you had the analogies on there. Deontay Johnson was to running out of bounds what Chase Claypool was to falling over. It was like <laughs> it was the thing they did. And and Joe's absolutely right. DJ's forcing things. He's trying yeah, to make big plays. So it's too. like you got to just take what's there. Like we're we're starting to get some rhythm on offense. Like we're capable of converting a third and short. Mm-hmm. I understand if it's you know third and ten and you're trying to to you know 
get somewhere. But like Pickett's been really good in like fourth and one QB sneak situations. So we're starting to get some things together. So like just take the ball and get his two hands on it so you don't friggin' fumble, but get as far upfield as you can and just take what's there. Like you don't have to hit the home run every time. I know that you know he doesn't have a touchdown on the year, although he dropped the one that he had the opportunity for that hit him right in the hands. Like, you know, you're making eighteen million a year. You got to make those plays. I, I and I think that's going to be the line that follows him. You know, dude, you're making eighteen million. You got to catch the ball. Uh, yeah. It just, in my mind, I I, I don't know. Um, ben, uh, how many more Zach Gentry plays do you want to see? You know, man, I I don't know. I, you know, I, and I okay. feel bad because I like the guy. So do know. I. And and honestly, that was really shitty play design. Like yeah. really shitty play design. Like the defense saw that coming, like before the snap. Yeah. And there were a number of those instances. There was one where they. They ran DJ across the middle and then dragged uh, uh, McFarland out on a wheel route going this way, right? Okay, yep, yep. So I, uh, Derek called it dragon concept, which is a new one on me. Um, and the safety saw McFarland coming out of the backfield on a wheel route before the ball was even snapped and yeah. lit him up as soon yes. as he touched it. Yes, okay. Yep. Immediately. And I was like, this is the same shit. They saw this on tape. They know what you're going to run. Yeah. All right. This is not the decision. You don't do this. This anyway. Rookie was, fucking quarterbacks. Um, was, it was a was bad that, decision. It was a bad play. Yeah. It was just bad. It was bad. Is is that the one where where Pickett basically stared him down the whole way and had I think he had no. Johnson on the slant. He was, he was looking open. for DJ. Yeah. He was he was looking for DJ, and DJ was covered, and he didn't hit him, and he went right to Ant Mac, who who got lit up, he got lit up, yeah, immediately, and it was just like, okay, well, you know, this was the read here, and if that's not there, you throw it here right now. Mm-hmm. Well, stupid fucking play design, fucking stupid. Give him a better option. Matt Canada is not good. All right, he, he's. I thought, I thought that it couldn't get worse than Randy Fickner. <laughs> okay, and Randy with Mason and Duck fucking Hodges ran a better offense than the one we're running now. If if the Steelers get to seven and ten. And the offense is averaging about 23, 24 points a game. No. Is he back, Ian? <laughs> no. He's got one year left. I think it uh, – I, I mean, honestly, it's going to depend on, like we talked about before, how much Kenny wants him back and how much Omar and Art are willing to pay him to not coach. That's a great way of putting it because rumor has it it's about seven hundred grand. Right, Art does saying, not like to but... pay people not to perform. Yeah, I, I, there's no secret to that. But I mean, I, I, I'm just I, I, at a certain point, you just have to go. Okay, right. Here's what it's going to cost to have this guy 
continue to run this offense for a year and what you're going to lose an opportunity cost. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. and, and consider also the opportunity cost of, you know, there's a guy like Frank Reich out there who has a history of developing young quarterbacks. Right. But if you could, if you have the opportunity to bring him into the building, you probably should friggin' do that. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know if, if Tomlin and Frank Reich have a relationship and, you know, Tomlin, let's be Frank, Frank, huh. Frank, nice prank, let's be Frank. honest. <laughs> let's be blunt. Mike has a tendency to hire coaches. He knows mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no question um, that he has a relationship with. And, you know, I guess I get it. Coaches work long, long hours, crazy hours. Yeah. And you got to be able to get along with the people you work with. Yep. So the dynamic within that staff has got to be a pretty good one. Those, those guys have got to get along. Well, they got to communicate. Well, they got to trust one another. Um, so I, I get it by the mm-hmm. same token, you know, we've talked about it in this show. Tomlin struggles to hire quality offensive assistants. He does. I mean, you know, he, he wanted to promote Randy when they hired Todd Haley. Right. And, you know, he got some input from, from management, upper management, and said, hey, we'd really like you to look at this guy, maybe consider it. And yeah, th- this is uh, this is a good one here, uh, Joe said, Joe Brady from the Bills, because he, he went to William & Mary, um, which also is where yeah. Sean McDermott, the Bills head coach, went. Yeah, Sean uh, McDermott yeah. and Tomlin are friends. Yes. And if yes. Sean McDermott recommended that guy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think that's a really fascinating thing there. If if and when we we do get to that, but you know, I, I'm to the point where, I mean, some people obviously some fans want the Steelers to lose so they get a better draft pick. That's I, I stupid. Think a, well, agreed. Those people are called fucking idiots. Idiot, right? <laughs> I, I I I've never understood that in my entire life. Um, no, why would you hope your team fucking loses? I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I, I just don't. I mean, I, I yeah. I, I really hope I have to suffer throughout the rest of this season so my team will get a better draft pick. What the hell is wrong? That's like something Browns fans would. Wish it, for. It's a Browns Lions. Concept. Yeah, Browns Lions it, Cowboys douchebags. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it, you know, so I, I, I just I don't get that, but I also look at it from the avenue of. Well, shit, if we win a few games and the offense puts up 24, 25 points a game, then does that mean Canada's coming back? So you got all these different – I mean, you know, look look at these franchises that, that lost and lost and lost and picked high in the draft for decades. Over and, and what over. What it did to them. Mm-hmm. What it did to them. It made them worse and worse and more and more and more and more impatient. Mm-hmm. That's just not what the Steelers do. No, I, I agree. That's not the Steelers' way, and the Steelers have been successful doing it the way they do it for a long time. Yeah. It's not going to change. Nope. I, I don't see it changing either. Um, you know, his, Jacksonville's picked in the top 10 in 14 out of the last 15 years. Yeah, dude. And, 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 and what do they have to show for it? Right. Exactly. How many they, have, they have a quarterback. They, they got a quarterback yeah. now. I'll yeah. give them that. <laughs> Eventually, I mean, he, yeah. He's not yeah. great, but goddamn, he's talented. He was impressive Sunday. I, I, he, I thought he did a nice job. I mean, job. from a physical standpoint, that kid is <laughs> yeah. super talented. Yep. Yep. Um, let, let me uh, flip it over to uh, the defense for a minute. You is that Jay Z? Uh, J- it was. J- Jay Z, where the hell did that come from? He's watching the game. He's at the game. 
Oh, okay. All right. Well, hello, Jay Z. He's in Boston at New England. Boston. Foxborough. He's he's friends with uh, Bob. Uh, There we go. The cannon. Oh, no, we got down to the two. Anyway, uh, defensively, um, we we talked about about this a little bit. Uh, gave this to me with regards to Watt. Uh, Watt went wide a lot. Matt Ryan stepped up a lot. There wasn't a lot of pressure from the interior. So, Ryan was either able to throw the ball or or scramble forward when he needed to. Right, but what's that uh, about? Well, that's about, that's, that's about watching film from the week before and going, sure. okay, it doesn't look like like TJ Watt can do his classic rip across the face of a mm-hmm. blocker, which he will do. Grabs a guy this way, tosses him, keeps going this way simultaneously. Right. <sighs> Very one-dimensional right now. He's running down the line at the quarterback. The quarterback's obviously in peril. Uh, TJ can't do that right now because he's got to use his left arm. Yeah, I, I think that's so big impact. Yeah. yeah. So Matt Ryan, watching this, probably with his quarterback's coach, says, okay, the way we're going to beat that is we're going to step up into the pocket and we're going to avoid the pressure from TJ Watt this way. Mm-hmm. That's going to help us. Because we can put one guy over here on TJ and ride him around wide. And it'll help us in the middle alleviate some pressure and you can step up. And then we're gonna go, we're gonna do a one-on-one with Alex Highsmith. He may get some pressure. It's gonna be what it's gonna be. But we think this gives us the best chance to get a good pocket. Yeah, and I th- I think, you know, for all the things the Colts did not do well, I thought they executed that very well. Yeah. Um on, on Monday night. I mean, they're, um, they're professionals. They get paid too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great point. Uh, obviously Jeff Saturday, uh, not so much at uh, clock management, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of funny, man. It, wasn't thought, that weird watching and I, all and that? And I got to give him props. I got to give him props for being honest about it. For, yeah. for no, I for agree. Being up front for, for saying, you know, I thought we had time. I thought we were good. Right. Um, right. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Think of how many guys with head coaching experience and 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 get NFL head coaching jobs make the same damn mistake, you know. So I, I I've seen it, and so I don't think he's in in rear air. But man, uh, that it didn't it didn't look good for Jim Irsay. Let's put it that way. Um, you know the way he handled that. So you know, I, I, I think cares, I mean but. even as as they didn't play a great game. No. No. on um sunday but i think even that is still it's an improvement over what they had going on before right and that just may have been a chemistry thing i don't know but it's it's improved no question yeah no i i, I would agree. you know i and i you know i i thought they were nuts for hiring jeff saturday because i mean basically he's he's jim ever fucking drinking buddy <laughs> seriously Joe Thomas. I'm not kidding. Yeah, no, it's like yeah, the no, guy. I mean, he basically was the guy who, who fucking who who hung out with Jim Ursay and was was friends with him and talked to him about what was wrong with the team. And Ursay said, "Hey, why don't you come in and coach the team?" Yeah, and I, you know what? I, I don't own the franchise. I don't own any franchise. He, it's his money. He can do what the hell he wants to do. Uh, and and, right and did now, they name him interim you know, coach or is he head coach? He's head know? coach for the rest of the year, basically. So right. he's interim coach. Yeah. 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 He is uh interim tag through the end of the year. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad gig. 
Well, I think to, to his credit, you yeah. know, Saturday had a, a good attitude about it. He's like, maybe I'll come in and I'll suck and they'll say never come back and that's fine. And maybe I'll come in and be good and we'll see what happens. Yeah, so, he really is just kind of playing with house cards, isn't he? He's just yeah. he's just saying playing with house money, yeah, for sure. Yeah, house yeah. money, excuse me. I mean um Yeah. So I, I don't you know what um Ian, what did you think about the fact that there was no Robert Spillane? Uh, <laughs> the on, defense on was better. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but did you see the did you see Tomlin's press conference? Tomlin's uh, press conference on Tuesday. That was uh, that we talked. He, they talked about this. They said, "Hey, was Devin Bush improved? Did you like mm-hmm. what you saw of Devin? He played more snaps than any other linebacker. Yep. Da 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 da. He played more snaps than Miles." And Tomlin's response twice was, yes, Robert Spillane was injured. Yeah, Robert Spillane was injured. Yeah. So basically what he was saying is he got snaps because Robert Spillane was injured. When Robert Spillane is healthy again, guess who's playing? And yes, you and I and probably everybody who's listening to this fucking hates when Robert Spillane plays on third down. Yeah. Yeah. But he's going to. But to, to Ian's point, and Ian, I'll let you address it. Uh, what was the play of the linebackers and the, the defense better with Bobby Spillane not on the field? I think it was. Um, you know, I, I think Bush is playing the best he's played since his knee injury. Um, you know, he's playing more aggressive at the point of attack. He's starting mm-hmm. to shed blockers again. Um, some of that said, like, the Colts' skill position players – outside of uh jonathan taylor are a mess like they've got guys that are athletic and have some talent but mm-hmm. they don't know how to get them the ball i, I really and... like that tight end i mean come on mo ali cox no Johnny, no no, no. Uh, the, the, the kid from virginia uh, Johnny oh, woods. Johnny woods. woods that they kept throwing the ball to yeah yeah yeah, he... yeah. and and we weren't adjusting to it we we're like yeah, yeah. whatever oh. go ahead we'll just tackle the catch we know you're six seven and you weigh 260 We'll just let, we'll wait for you to catch the ball and then we'll then we'll tackle you. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was they they did. Joe was there stuff. listening to me scream at the TV, weren't you, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do. I will say though, to their credit, like he had those couple drives where he was impactful, and then I think they did make some adjustments in how they were guarding him, which means they were guarding him instead of just leaving him all alone, uh, um, which is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but but no, I. Some of it was too that the Colts decided to throw the ball a whole lot instead of just handing it off to Jonathan Taylor, I didn't which like get that either blows my mind. But yeah, I, I didn't. I, I yeah, Joe just said I'm deaf. I can't hear shit. Apparently Ben was in his ear the whole game. Um, no, no, Ben. Ben sits way up in front of Joe, but oh, I was okay. I was All screaming. Right. I, I was I'm losing sorry. my fucking shit. I can't imagine. Can't imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, there was alcohol me, uh, involved as usual. Let me just remind everybody that we're part of the Pigskin Podcast Network and associated with DraftKings. So right now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook code TPPN. Man, a lot of football gambling to be done out there, boys and girls. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I thought Matthew Wright had a nice game. That's two weeks in a row that young man has kicked the ball pretty well. He's bouncing uh, back really well from that yeah. first game. Yeah, had a real shitty first outing uh, and and has bounced back very nice. And, um, you know, I, 
obviously it's, you know, Boswell will step right back into his role as soon as he's ready to go. But, you know, that's all you can ask of this kid. You know, go out there, make your kicks, uh, and just don't do anything to get us beat, more or less. So, uh, I think that's I, I, I think he's been good. I, I yeah. Yeah, he's solid, solid. I, um, I was really, really critical of him after that first week, and, and he's been – He's yes. been good ever since. And, yeah, I'm Same. really pleased, actually. Same. Uh, we do have a very, very important question uh, here from, from Burner. Uh, what are you guys drinking tonight? First, let's, let me say uh, Scarps is is uh, with his uh, lady, and they are out of state. And what a sissy. Unable to join us. I know. How dare he put family he, ahead he, of this show. He could have packed a laptop and just been like, yeah, hey, I got to podcast for an hour. As I did last week. Yeah, I'll be, yeah exactly. And and he chose not to because he's kind of being a little bitch. But you know, whatever. You know, people have different priorities. You and I have correct ones. He doesn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Burner uh, is disappointed. Apparently, if you aren't drinking tequila, Ben. Apparently, I'm not. I'm drinking. Uh, I'm I'm drinking bourbon. Sorry, bud. Bourbon. Not yeah. tonight. It's yeah. a bourbon. It's a bourbon and winter ale night for me. Well, I've got my Jameson got IPA edition Jamie. right now. I'm about to crack this, into a Yingling. I I can't remember who gave this to me. I got it for my birthday in February, and wow. I just cracked it. Unfollowing um, <laughs> Yellowstone <laughs> Kentucky whiskey. It's actually really good. Piss off, Ben's burner. <laughs> and Ian, you are drinking. I I am drinking uh, the Cooper's Craft whiskey, uh, which is pretty good. What do you good. think? It's 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 decent. It's solid. Okay. Right. Um, and Listen, it's solid. Yeah, it's solid. You know, it's. I noticed you're drinking it out of a, a, a Steelers mug. No, no, no. I, I'm drinking that out of this. Oh, I got you. Okay. I also have a sore throat, and like three people in my house have the flu. Uh-oh. So I'm also drinking tea. So I'm drinking See, tea. I'm drinking. This tea is what I'm talking about. Proper priorities. The, the, has a sore true. throat. People in the family are an injured reserve. He yes. shows up to do the podcast anyway. Yeah. Unlike Scarps, who couldn't pack a fucking laptop fucking casey Kasem's <laughs> driving around the northeast right now whatever with no lap- laptop what a you dick know. so oh, shit. but hey you know the old farmers back in the day used to say that whiskey would cure a sore throat so i guess i just oh, have to drink true. more whiskey so you know i've got the two things that are best for it yeah, absolutely it's uh kind of a hot toddies hot toddies hot toddies are, are very good are oh, a man. huge fave i mean especially yes. Sometimes during the winter, I'll just make one for the hell of it because they just—they're so tasty. They just make you feel so good. They do. They yeah. do. Really well, can't I, bitch I, about that. No, I, I, I like it with warm apple cider instead of hot water. Oh yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hot apple yeah. cider and whiskey and a little honey and and you know all the spices. Fuck yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, some, some cloves and some lemon. Throw yeah. that all. Together. Holy oh yeah. shit, man! You we cannot go wrong. Yeah, show. cloves, lemon, <laughs> orange, some yeah. cinnamon, a little nutmeg. Oh my god! Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Might have to... Have one of those before bedtime. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, just uh, other thoughts before we move on and, and look at the Falcons a little bit here. But uh, you know, Steelers are four and seven. Browns uh, uh, also four and seven, I believe. Um, and that of course, actually, I, I had a, a question for the group, which yeah, sure might sure. take up way too much time, but I don't care. Um, so, looking around the league right now, yeah. There are there's a pretty big divide between like the teams that are I'll say good in playoff uh-huh. position have winning records, right. and then the teams that uh, other than the Texans, Suck. pretty much all the all the rest of the teams have like 
four wins, basically. Three or four wins. Yeah, yeah they yeah. suck pretty much, right? So of that group, do we have one of the best quarterback situations? Not necessarily quarterbacks, period, but just right. quarterback situations, right? So I started thinking about this, right, because I was thinking about us compared to the Broncos, right? That the Broncos traded a shit ton of draft picks and signed Russell Wilson to a huge contract, and they're three and eight right now, and we're four and seven, right? It, it, yeah. You know, the Colts have... Remember when Steelers fans really wanted Russell Wilson? Oh, God. Twitter was just a a, a Twitter, if you will. A Twitter. With Russell Wilson. Please get Russell Wilson. Holy shit. Please get Russell Wilson. People wanted fucking... Sometimes uh, the Steelers know what they're doing, believe it or not. You think? Deshaun Watson. They wanted Deshaun Watson. They wanted him. And gave a huge contract to a sexual predator. The Colts are four and seven and one and have the ghost of Matt Ryan, who is maybe never all that good. Uh, the that Jaguars was good one he year. Had, he had yeah. a year or two. Yeah. The the Jaguars, okay, probably have a better quarterback situation than us. Yeah. The Raiders have Derek Carr, but who knows if they're going to keep him or not? Who knows what's going on there? Right. So questionable situation there. Okay. The Lions, Jared Goff, questionable situation, right? I mean, yeah. he's okay. He's not great. It's just, he's not terrible. The the problem with Jared Goff is how much he's being paid. Yeah. It's right. not it's not Jared Goff. Because you know what you have with Jared Goff. That is what yeah. it is. It's the size of his contract. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, and he's, then, and then you have the Packers with you know everything going on there. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Uh, who are also four and eight. Uh, the Bears with Justin Fields. Okay, they're three and nine. Maybe they have a. They also have a pretty good situation. Rookie quarterback starting to come around. Okay. Um, you know, and then you've got in the NFC South. The Bucks and Falcons both with five wins, and the Panthers and Saints with four. Panthers and Saints. I can talk mm-hmm, tonight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but like Tom Brady, well, ancient, done. gave up yeah. his marriage to play one more year. And like, you know, Falcons, Marcus Mariota, but who knows? Panthers situation sucks. Saints situation sucks. Like, I would argue. I, I don't know if I would argue that Kenny Pickett is a better quarterback than Marcus Mariota right now, but our quarterback situation of having a rookie quarterback on an upward trajectory is yeah, a I, better I, long-term situation than what these teams are dealing with right now. I, I'm going to kind of disagree with you in as so much as I like Justin Fields a lot better than I like Kenny Pickett. I'm yeah, sorry. Well, okay. Sorry, I, mean, a, I know I'm going to get crucified well, for that, but I like him a lot better. Once he's healthy, I expect good things from Justin Fields. Well, if he was on a better yeah. team, he yeah. he would be a whole hell of a lot more successful. Mm-hmm. And you know, a, a, as it turns out right now, he's he's injured very poorly, which is going to benefit the Steelers because they're going to lose a bunch of games. Yep, <laughs> they're, yep. they're going to lose pool a pick. bunch it's of better games. And better, baby. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm just saying, like, of the bottom tier teams in the league, our situation. No, I, I agree. Is better I, than yeah. than most, right? Yeah, I would say Jacksonville is probably better. Chicago's probably better, but better That's than it. most. That's it. I mean, yeah. it's way better than the situation in Denver, as you pointed out. Yes, right. Yeah. I mean, and my probably, God, what they what they gave up for yeah. that guy? Holy oh, shit! It's bad news, man. A bad King's news ransom plus yeah. the giant yeah. contract. Holy shit! Well, they mortgaged. Yeah. They literally mortgaged their future. On Russell Wilson, and he's like, "Yeah, let's go for a ride." 
I'm going to sit down over here. Broncos, that's right. Yeah, I mean, the only thing he's going to be riding is the bench. Um, but I, I don't, even, I don't know, think they can afford to bench him. They can't. They can't. I don't know it, what, it, I know. mean. Problem is you got guys on defense going at him right on the sideline. Yeah. You know. Um, but can you blame I, them? Uh, no. No, I don't. <laughs> no. I, I, I can't say I do. Um, anyway, so hey, Falcons are coming what up. Role, what role does John does, does John Elway still play there? Or he's the he GM, isn't he? No, 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 he's a no, no. They got a new guy president. Now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's the president of the comp of the uh, the company, right. the organization. But does yeah, he... I, I I don't know. I, yeah, he gave up a lot of the football operationals. I would fucking hope so. Because uh, wow, right. yeah. Um, Steelers go into Atlanta this week. Um, Marcus Mariota is a guy we've we've seen before a couple times um, yeah. when he played at uh, Tennessee. Um, so so not unfamiliar with him. Um, you know the Falcons. They're kind of fascinating because they're four or not four. What, what are they? Five, five and seven. They're a five half game behind. Right. Tampa. They're right in the thick of winning their division. So yeah. Not whoever wins that division that. is probably going to have like a 500 record or worse. Well, it's all well, you can't do 500 do. anymore, right? So they're going to be right. like nine and seven or eight and nine. It's going to bring in that the debate about oh, if you win your division at eight and nine, should you host a wild card team that's yeah. 12 and five? And yes. that's all it's going to do, you know. Yes, you should. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. You win your division, get a home game. It's that yeah. simple, yeah. um, at least in my book, but. Um, what, what do you, Ian, what do you think of Cordero Patterson? <laughs> oh, oh boy. So he was a guy when he came out in the draft, I thought he was overhyped because when he came out in the draft as a wide receiver from Tennessee, yep. I felt like he, people were talking about him like the next big thing at wide receiver. Oh, yeah. To me, every time I watched him, he was a body catcher. He let the ball get into his body and just grabbed it. But he's developed into a very solid running back kick returner slash sort of wide receiver kind of role. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't want to call him a scat back because he's bigger than that. But, like, he put on mass to his body that he's not a pure wide receiver anymore. He's a running back and arguably the best kick returner in the league, which after what happened against Indianapolis this past week is kind of troublesome. Um, So, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a threat anytime he touches the ball. Somehow he put on mass, but still has that wide receiver speed, um, but doesn't have to do as much catching anymore. So they, they get him the ball in better situations. So, um, so yeah, he's, he's definitely a threat um, to, to do some things, both from the running back role and in the kick return game. Yeah, I, I think it's a good summation of him. I, I think he was definitely hyped coming out, and uh, he's had an interesting career. Um, and, and yeah, I, I immediately, when I looked ahead to the Falcons and I, I was thinking about the things we did not do well and I kept coming back to special teams on Monday night, I'm thinking, oh, shit, now we got Patterson. Tomlin uh, called him, you know, he, well, he said two things. One, that yeah. the, the, the kicking coverage was completely unacceptable mm-hmm. on Monday night. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that was – you guys got to tell – I mean, that was the worst kicking coverage I've seen all it was, season. It was bad. I mean, Steelers. all game long. Yeah, it I was mean, it was bad. I mean, you could like, just see it was going to happen. Consistently when the kicker is, is either getting close or making the tackle, come fucking on, guys. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, and, seriously. And then uh, Tomlin – so he, he referred to that, getting back mm-hmm, to my point. Mm-hmm. 
and he he referred to Patterson as the best in the business in the return game. So he's obviously got a great deal of respect for the guy. I would expect a lot of of angled kicking this week. You'd think. Um, I really, yeah, George, you're right. We are missing Boykin. Yeah, he, he his absence was glaring. Boykin, Boykin's a, a fantastic special teamer, and yep. let's hope he can play this week. Um, I don't know, though. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, long story short, I'm getting long-winded about this. I expected sure. a lot of angled kicking. I expect a lot of angle kicking. Hopefully, not a lot of out of bounds kicking. Yeah, out of Obviously, bounds bad on kickoffs. That's really bad. Yeah, on punts even on punts when you kick the ball out of bounds, they penalize you by giving you a shitty spot. Mm-hmm. Always, mm-hmm. it's like they give they give the receiving team an extra five yards because you kicked it out of bounds. They just give you a shitty spot automatically, which I I think sucks. Because you have guys who are really good at kicking the ball out of bounds, but still, they, you know, they fuck you at the drive-through, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys know that last week the Colts had more return yards than passing yards. They had 225 return uh, yards and 199 passing yards. Well, I'm not, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, and um, that's. And that's with the the Steelers going ahead and just letting the, the tight end catch the ball in the third quarter. Just go ahead, just go ahead catch and catch it. Just go ahead, and catch it. It's a ball, we'll, big man. We'll try and tackle you after you catch it. You, yeah. just, you just go ahead and you catch it, and we'll just you get we'll, it first. Forget what we're gonna do. Yeah. Um, Ian, what what did you think of uh, uh, Presley Harvin the other night? Just real quick, because I, I I've seen a lot of people talking about him lately. They're they're kind of yeah. running out of patience with him, but at the same time, I see him do some patience. decent things. Yeah, yeah why? I don't know. Fine. I yeah, I, I think he's fine. I think his I mean he had he had one short kick, but other than yeah, that, yeah. I think his his directional punting has got a lot better. Yeah. Um I think it showed up more two weeks ago um against Cincinnati, even though yes. we lost that game. But yes. he did a great job of like pinning return guys against the sideline, you know. And yeah, I think his his directional punting has got a lot better, which is something I know that the Steelers love. Like mm-hmm. they talked forever about how good Jordan Berry was at directional punting. It's like, well, yeah, but he's only kicking the ball thirty five yards, <laughs> right? You know, like, but he can directionally punt, right. you know, um, and, and whatnot. So yeah, I but I think he's got a lot better, and I feel like as opposed to last year, Harvin's got a lot more consistent. In you know, he still has a couple of the busts, but he's got a good number of booms and has been just a lot more consistent this year in, in putting yeah, good I, I kicks so off too. his foot. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't for fuck's sake, it was a dome game. I mean, yeah. it, that's kind of the environment that, I mean, all punters love. Yes. He had one bad kick. He did. Right. But that was it. Why would yeah. people be bitching about, I don't, whatever. Well, I, you know, by the way, we're, we're playing at a dome again this week. Yes, we are back to back domes. Uh, what the hell do they call that? Is that Mercedes dome now? It's, yeah, it's Mercedes Benz, I think. Okay. Uh, I think it used I to be know, just though. the Georgia dome for a long time. Yeah. But you know, um, then they then sold the rights to a sponsor because they baby. wanted the cash. Yeah. The turf looks weird there, though. It looks almost like carpet. It, it does. Yeah. Like it's, it's a weird looking turf. It, it is. And it's um, long. It's a I, long I expect curve. a shit ton of Steeler fans there. Oh yeah, uh, I I think it's gonna be packed. Yeah, it's Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yeah, down uh, there. they do have a retractable um, roof. 
Atlanta's um, retractable? I would have yeah. never guessed that. Yeah, so I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, it's warm, right? Well, I just I always thought it was as many games as they play down there. But, yeah, Joe's right. They, it's an entirely different stadium. I forgot. Man. Then the Georgia Dome? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, They're cowards they, for building a dome. Football should be played outside. Well, uh, Ian, that's a whole Especially other subject, in man. Atlanta. Everybody's moving to it. Especially in Atlanta, places like Atlanta and New yep. Orleans. Why the hell do you have a dome? Anywhere. Football should wow. be played outside, period. Well, I don't know. I Buffalo, bad, you know. Buffalo maybe should go ahead and build a dome stadium. Eh, um, I don't know. I expect Pittsburgh to build a dome stadium at some point. What, so I do. they can I host Taylor not. Swift concerts? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that they can they can host other events during the winter. I, I mean, I agree with you from a purity standpoint. I love the idea of playing playing football in the elements, especially snow yeah. games. I really want to go to a fucking snow game in Pittsburgh. I've never been to one. Oh, they're incredible. I've, I've been to cold weather games in, in Pittsburgh where mm-hmm. I was fucking miserable because I wasn't dressed correctly, but I've never been to a snow game. Oh, man. The, um, the Bears game in 2005 was just outstanding. Uh, you you couldn't see the other side of the stadium. It was snowing so hard. That's the only time that's ever happened. The but, game I really, really wanted to be at was that one Miami game, you know, where oh, we the lost. the playoff game where it was like no, no, minus no, no, five? No. no. Where, no, where the one Antonio Brown Antonio almost Brown stepped, out stepped out of bounds. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. That game. Shit, I forgot about that. that Speaking was, of Antonio Brown, if anybody sees oh. him, you might want to let the authorities know down in Florida. Yeah, um, they, yeah. they are. I'm not going to dance on the guys. Uh, you know, well, maybe I. I feel. Bit. I feel. I. I think we should all. I'm being serious for a second. Yeah. I think we should all have a little bit of compassion for the guy because, one, and I'm not saying I'm not trying to excuse anything he's done. He he deserves everything he's got coming to him, but. He's got some mental health issues. He's not clearly. Right. Yeah. He's not right. The people around him are not telling him that he needs to correct his behavior. Um, I imagine that if they do, they're gone, they're history, they're out of there. Uh and the guy has gotten himself into some bad situations here, obviously. But for a lot of years, he gave us a lot of great memories as Steelers fans. No question. And and we should try to balance the two and just try to be a little bit compassionate about the fact that this guy is got a fucking screw loose. I'm sorry. He just does. He, all right? he does. He does. He's fucking out there. And, you know, hopefully he gets his shit together because if he doesn't, this is going to end very, very badly. Yeah. And that that's my fear. And it's going to end not only badly for him, but maybe for others. And yeah. Maybe what, like his kids. You're man. right. That's what really, really concerns me. Um, so, hey, you know what? Falcons uh, this week, they uh, they are currently 10th in the NFL in offense. Um, they they do a pretty good job of balancing things out. And, uh, you know, what they're going to do with Mariota, uh, use, his, use his legs a little bit and stuff. I, you know, if you're uh, Terrell Austin, uh, Ian, how, how are you approaching this one? <laughs> how am I approaching it, or how are, is Terrell Austin going to approach uh, it? Because... Okay, that's a fair retort. Uh, <laughs> I, I, how just... would you do it? Let's say that. I mean, how how would I do it? Would be to have like Devin Bush or 
probably even better Terrell Edmonds spy Mariota all game. And anytime he steps up in the pocket, you close on him. Yeah. Switch it off. Switch yeah. off. So he doesn't know which one it's going to be. I agree with you. Yeah. And every anytime now, he tries they... to step up in the pocket, you close on him and you clock him. Even if yeah. he gets rid of the ball, you hit him anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, will yeah. they actually do that? I don't know. But um, actually, Mark, are you sure they're 10th in the league in offense? I, I thought that's why I saw they're, they're dead last. Or no, excuse me. They're 31st in, in uh, passing, but second in rushing. Okay, because I'm what? looking at I'm looking at yards per game stats. Okay. And they're averaging 315 per game, which is just above the Steelers 313. I was gonna say that can't be right then. You know what? They haven't had a bye week yet. So they've played 12 games oh, okay. to like everybody else is eleven. Okay. So you may have been looking at total yards, not yards per game. Yes. I'm on uh pro football reference. Yeah. Yes. Yep, that's you're right. They're one of the few teams that has not had their uh bye yet. Yeah. Okay. So they've played an extra game. That makes right. a difference. So right. their offense is just about as good as ours. Um, although they average more points. They're at like twenty two and a half points per game and we're at like seventeen and a half. That is so. the most important stat. That is. It, yes. it is. It, it is absolutely is. Um, you know, so I I don't know. With with no Casey Kasem tonight to, you know, entertain us, gentlemen, uh we just got to do predictions, I guess, I, you know, um, but feel kind of bad with no Casey Kasem. I, oh. I I, Ryan couldn't pack a fucking laptop. No, no laptop. <laughs> couldn't even get on his damn phone. I mean, geez. You know? well, yeah, uh, that's true. That's, that's yeah. what I did when I had to take the week off and I had shitty reception out at the that, gorge. That's I right. Cussed you guys out over here in the chat. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's <laughs> you, right. you did. In fact, that is true. I you did. did. You did call I in. Did. I didn't call in. I just I was like I logged in and and the reception was choppy as shit and I was just like chiming away like yeah you guys are fucking assholes. I, I you know before we get to predictions I did want to mention um, you know there there was a tweet put out this week um, that that suggested that fans who said we should wait to draft a quarterback this year this this next year twenty twenty three. You know, how's that going for you? And this was tweeted out like Saturday night, Sunday. I, I think in regards to the fact that uh, C.J. Stroud maybe had a poor game against Michigan and um, maybe some of the other guys haven't been as good. Um, I, I, I don't really understand what the point of that tweet was because these young quarterbacks in college that are going to be coming out, that that class in 2023 is way better than what we had in 2022. Yeah, I, I, there's no way to cut it. It yeah. is. So I didn't really understand what this Steelers media person was really getting at. Uh, I, I think he was trying to defend Kenny Pickett, but which you know I get. I, but yeah, by I the get same it token, too. It's like, yeah, no, there there are a few prospects in this draft that I think have he, more potential than yeah. than Pickett. Here's the thing that I think people need to understand one evaluating quarterbacks and I'm not saying I'm great at it because honest to God, it's a crap shoot. It's yeah. the hardest position in the NFL to play big time. But what you have to do is not evaluate the kid based upon the way he plays in the offense that he's playing in, in college, you have to evaluate his abilities and then project them to the NFL mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. say, how well will he fit into what we want to do? 
because college offenses are I don't, more simplistic. I, I don't know what better way to put it. They're not simple, but they're more simplistic than NFL offenses. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. They're not, they're not more simplistic than the offense Pittsburgh runs this year, which is <laughs> shit, but they are more simplistic. They scheme guys open. They try to give do favors to quarterbacks for quarterbacks. Um, they spread out defenses. It's just mm-hmm. a different game. So you have to, you have to look at that and then project what the guy can do in workouts and on tape into the NFL and go, okay, here's what we think, where we think this guy could be and what he can, right. you know, what he can do in this kind of a scheme. It's not that simple. Anyway. Yeah. There are a handful of guys that I like better this year than I mm-hmm. like Pickett. Now we yeah. have Pickett and I think Pickett could develop and be a good quarterback. Do I think he'll, he's going to be a hall of famer? No, I do not. I do not. Okay. He's not Ben. He's not in his Ben in Ben's class and he's not going to be sorry, Pitt fans. It ain't happening. He's not Dan Marino. Never was. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean he can't be good. He could be good. He's just going to have to, he's going to have to uh, accept his limitations and play a better game to beat them. Yeah. I, I just, I, I thought it was a bizarre tweet. I, I, I mean, I, I have. I mean, no problem. I, the the guy you're talking about tweets out shit like that all the time. Well, and I mean, you know, it, it's like, really, dude, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, prediction uh, prediction time. Uh, Steelers will play at Atlanta, 1 p.m. this Sunday. Thank goodness we're back to the 1 p.m. games. Why are you thank goodnessing that? Because I like it a lot better than the Monday night games. I can tell you that much. That means a 7.30 breakfast for Ben. 7.30 breakfast. Yep. Rough. Rough. Uh, Anyway, Ian, what do you got this week? Steelers at Falcons. By the way, I hope the Falcons wear a throwback. I'd love to see the red helmets. Those are fun. Yeah. Uh, By the way, Ryan couldn't make it tonight. Casey Kasem, not here, obviously. I can't do an impression also because my throat is sore, so I'm not going to try it. But uh, my pick for the Casey Kasem song of the week, if I could have picked one, uh, would have been from 1969, yeah, number 11, Backfield in Motion. By... <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> in, in honor of the jet sweep action that we seem to love to run. Um, all right. At any rate, I will go uh, for this game. The Falcons' defense sucks. Uh, our offense is starting to get better. We've scored like two touchdowns like three weeks in a row now. Yep. Um, so, you know, we're not just using up our quota of one touchdown per game. Um, so, yeah, I think I think we're going to be able to actually move the ball a little bit. We played two good quarters against Cincinnati. We played three good quarters last week. Um, granted, they weren't consecutive quarters. It's true. <laughs> we played a really shitty one in the middle, um, which is uh, we're, we're so bad in the third quarter. Oh, my period. God. It's, yeah, I, just wanna hide. It's, I just want to hide. It's like it's like, you it's like, know, what is, what is the other team going to adjust and do? And what are we going to not adjust? Not to? do. Right. 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 Yeah. What are we going to go? Ah, it's fine. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing. We're, right, this, yeah. We'll beat yeah. it. Well, it's okay. We're giving up 14 points in the third quarter is fine. Don't worry, guys. Um, all right, I'll go. 
I'll go Steelers 23, Falcons 20. Woo! Field goal game. Yeah. All right. Ben, what do you got? Uh, Falcons defense is awful, thank God. Uh, Falcons quarterback is good at running the ball, not great at throwing it. Um, the wild card is Corel Patterson. Yes, what happens? Is. What happens with the return game? And I'm a little bit nervous about that. To be perfectly frank. Oh yeah. Um, so I, I agree with Ian in so much as the Steelers' offense seems to be coming on. They've played better as of mm-hmm. late, especially mm-hmm. the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the Steelers in this game, but not by much. Uh, I'm going to go Steelers 27, Falcons 24. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, you're pretty close to what I was going to I was going to go 27-23 Steelers. I think the confidence in Kenny Pickett, I think it, it just shot through the roof. I think it's going to translate. Uh, the Atlanta defense, like you guys said, is not very good. No. Patterson, Patterson scares me. These guys always scare the crap out of me that, that are just – I'm just glad that Mike Tomlin's scared. I'm glad, that? Mike, I, I'm glad that Mike Tomlin is afraid of Patterson. Yeah, yeah, because that should translate over to the players and hopefully to take it a little more seriously. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, man, yeah, so I'll go 27 23 Steelers. That would get us to uh, five and seven. And um, well, you never know. Uh, Ian, you had a, another thought. I did, yeah. I, I wanted to give a, a shout out to James Pierre, who played a really nice game coming in, got an interception on a ball. He came off of his guy yeah. to read the play and make a pick. Granted, it was a terrible throw by Matt Ryan. Great but, hands catch. But Pierre was essentially guarding two guys right there. Um, and what the Steelers did, we complained about it on the show, was mm-hmm. two weeks ago they had Arthur Millette playing the slot the whole game. This game, when a team basically went to a three-wide receiver look in an obvious passing situation. Mm-hmm. They brought in Pierre on the outside and moved Cam Sutton to the to the slot, and it, it paid some dividends. It, it did well. And, you know, Pierre was a guy who was in line for a starting role last year and then got benched and, you know, just, just kept working, made the team with hard work and special teams, and now, you know, got it to pay off with some plays on defense. So Pierre is, James Pierre for, yeah, for Pierre is a guy who, who is much better in press and man, especially press, than he is in zone. And he doesn't really fit in what the Steelers are trying to do right now because they're trying to run about a whole bunch of friggin' zone, and that just isn't his thing. That's not his game. No. They put him in press this week. And or last week, Sunday, and he was much better. I agree with Ian 100%. And, and the fact that they were able to put Sutton in the slot in passing downs was huge. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to check the, the practice reports real quickly before we got done. Miles Boykin has been a full participant the last two days. That's huge. He's huge. playing. And, yeah, I mean, from a, from a special team standpoint, that is huge. Yeah. No, it, it is. Um I, I I don't think it can be underestimated or under under discussed. Not this game. This yeah, game yeah, is no. big. No, I, I know it. And uh yeah, yeah. It, it was a good call out to uh James Pierre because he did. It was a great interception he made and uh Yeah. You know it's a heady and, play. And, and you know, look, there were years that we'd sit here and just absolutely 
scorch the Steelers coaching staff for not making those types of adjustments. And they did. So, you know, credit to where it, it belongs. And um, I'm glad that, that they did that. So um, anyway, I, anything, any other final comments? Yeah, just, I, I heard that. And I, you know, it's scuttlebutt because it's medical information from a third party. Sure. Najee Harris contused, contused oblique and probably won't play. That's what I'm hearing. Um, I was probably, assuming he was out this week. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I've never had contused abs or obliques. I don't, I don't have any idea what that would look like, but I have to imagine it's super painful. I don't have any obliques, so uh, <laughs> um, I don't know how you bruise. We could ask uh, Christian Polisic. It's what not it's like just to a, have bruise. a bruise. <laughs> it's all, I had, I had a contusion once in my glute i fell on a rock when i was surfing in florida and it's like you got a dent in the muscle it's the weirdest thing you've ever seen in your life oh oh yeah nothing nothing like being on the uh, injured reserve with a uh, dented ass i, I don't think uh, that he's gonna be on ir obviously no but, no no but, i don't either but you know i have to imagine that trying to play through that last week was really painful yeah, I, and not a great time I think although I think Warren the... should be back, right? Warren, was yeah, it, Warren, Warren's a full participant the last two days. I expect yeah. him to be back. I expect him to play, Benny Snell to play, Ant Mac to play again. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, honestly, it, it, if, if Anthony McFarland played special teams as well as Benny Snell, he would have made the fucking team outright. Yeah, uh, good point. Yeah, Snell has made some nice tackles on special teams. He has. He's another guy who, like, just you know, his his put in the work to yeah. stick around this roster yeah. and I'm going to be interested to see kind of how they split the labor. Like I'd be right. fine with a 50, 50 split this week. Like don't play Benny Snell on passing downs. Obviously. I, I think they had to play but, all three of them. Yeah. Honestly, why not? They did it last week. They had a short week. They were aware of it. Obviously yeah. Yeah. they went ahead and they're like, okay, we got a short week. Let's just divide it up amongst the three. They did that even before <laughs> Najee went out. And yeah. it, I think it's a smart approach. Why the hell not? Just do it yeah. again. Yeah. Um, Joe asked uh, about William Jackson the third. Is he coming off IR anytime soon? Um, no, he hasn't even started practicing, which shocks no. the shit out of me. Right. I, I don't think so. Akella Witherspoon's another guy. Um, yeah, he needs a, he needs a hamstring pr- transplant. Right. If, I, if somebody has an available healthy tran- uh, uh, hamstring, please donate it to him. Yeah. Um, I you know I, I and we talked about this today on Slack. There were a number of years ago, over a yeah. decade ago. Troy had a recurring hamstring issue mm-hmm. and he eventually went to Europe for PCR PRCA platelet rich something, something. Oh therapy. yeah. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Because it wasn't approved by the FDA and that actually fixed him up. That actually did it. Um, so you have to wonder now that is approved by the FDA at this point. <laughs> Yeah. So you have to wonder if Mr. Witherspoon wouldn't uh, benefit from something along those lines. Yeah, I mean it's it's been not a that I'm a doctor. Season. I don't know what the fuck his problem is, but right. goddamn, it's been a long time just yeah. for a hamstring. What are we talking about now? A month? Oh, it's. I, I mean, I think it's nagged him most of the season. Yeah. You know, and then it's just gotten worse and worse, and of course, I I think it got exacerbated with the uh, performance against the Eagles. Uh, you yeah, know, so. I mean, again, this is another guy that he he plays better 
in in man coverage than he does in zone, and they're asking him to play zone because that's what that's what Terrell Austin wants to play. He wants to play zone constantly, yep. different variations of zone. Which is weird to me because, like, when Austin was in Cincinnati, they played a lot of cover two press man. Like, right. his outside corners mm-hmm. pressed, and they hung two safeties deep and rushed four guys all the time, which is still yeah. what he's doing. He's only rushing well, four I- guys. But he doesn't much. have he doesn't have strong outside corners. That's true. At this yeah. point, right? Which, in order to play more press man cover two, which every DC would love to play. Let's be honest. Yeah, every every true. DC wants to play play yeah. press man cover two if he can get away with it. But you got to have dominant outside corners in order to do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, and and I. Look, I don't want to talk draft or anything like that, but we know corner is going to be a target, and that's the type of guy they want. That'd be uh, nice, but you got to you got to get a high draft pick to, yes. to get a to get a yes. sauce gardener, as as Ryan has pointed out. You know that the Steelers really need even to get like a Rod Woodson. I mean, what was he like at the number nine. ten pick? Eight or nine, I think. Yeah, was he nine? Yeah. yeah, 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 man. I mean, you're that's like you're you're way up there, and Woodson was an ideal corner for the things that the Steelers like to do. He was a good tackler. Yep. He, obviously great in coverage. Faster than shit. Um, he could make up gaps. Well, it, he, he'd he give up a little cushion, then he'd make up the gap with the ball oh. in the air and snatch it out of the air. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I mean, how many times did he bait Vinny inter- inter- <laughs> intercept the birdie? Yeah. Intercept the birdie. I was about to say it. Vinny tested birdie into throwing him the ball. Intercept. I mean, honestly, he should have thanked him in his Hall of Fame speech. He should have been like, "Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just want to thank Vinny Testaverde for helping me be up here today. Thank you so much. Thank you for helping me get this jacket." Vinny, Vinny he, doesn't sleep well, and that's why he's a classy guy. So he didn't say that, but he right. he should have. Right. Yeah, very easily could have. Yeah. Uh, All right, guys, we'll wrap it up for tonight. Uh, Steelers will go at Atlanta 1 o'clock on Sunday. Check your local listings, or you can always hit up the uh, three-point stance. I'll have the the link to the map, the coverage map, and all that stuff there. But make sure you follow the site, SteelCityBlitz.com. Follow us on our socials, SteelCityBlitz on Facebook and at SCB, excuse me, at SCBlitz on Twitter. And Do you all know what our Twitter stuff. account is? Like, I don't know. At <laughs> SC Blitz. At SC Blitz. I said it right. Yeah. There's yeah, also an SCB podcast. SCB or... underscore podcast. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. you can see us that. idiots have our handles on there as it is. Yeah. But uh, anyway, hey, hopefully we're talking about a second win in a row uh, coming up. But either way, it's always fun. And thanks for everybody for joining us tonight. On the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck.